Welcome to KGXT, Gen X Talks podcast live from Central California. Making plans with the boys. I'm gonna hit the town. Yeah, I'm gonna make some noise. I'll push past the Going one two three check one two three check one two three check. Okay, I got it. You, you know, it's it, the, the best part of it is you jiggling in your seat while you're singing it. That's come on, sing with me. No, I will. I can't sing that high. I don't have uh, Steve. No, a Steve Perry's voice is way too high. You sing good. No, I don't. And the only reason you think so is because the only time I sing to you is when we're both drunk and you think it's great. It's really not. What's your favorite Journey <laughs> song? What's the one you always sing? Uh, when I'm when when I'm trying to sing a song. Yeah, what's that one song that you sing all the time? Uh, oh my gosh, what's the name of There's it? There's a few. I mean, when the lights go Be down. Good to yourself? City. No, no, not, it's not no. That it's one. the one that was in the Vision Quest soundtrack. That's coming to blank right now, but it was that's my favorite. Wheel in the song. sky. No, Wheel in the Sky is one that I sing, but uh, the oh my gosh, Vision I can't Quest remember. and then, um, uh, feeling that way. How does that go? I'm not singing it. You're trying to. You see, you're trying to get me to sing. How to start Feeling it? Feeling that way, and and then it clicks into uh, anytime the song anytime. Any good rock and roll station will play both those Journey songs together because on their live album they blend together. So KLOS, KMET okay. used to do it. If you're a good rock and roll station, you don't play one without the other. Open uh, feel, my eyes to Feeling that way ends. Way. No, I'm not. That's. Okay, All you, of the good times that you saved. I know. Come on. No, I don't. Are you feeling? I'm not singing. And you feel it. Come on, though. It's Ross Valerie. It's not Ross Valerie's part. Uh, Ross Valerie's part. Or am guy. I? Am I'm not I singing it. No, on. I don't want to sing it. No, there's people listening. No, I'm not drunk enough. If I was drunk, I'd sing uh, it. Not, I don't want to do it. But it's the, yeah. Sad it's face. A, oh, yeah, your sad face. Let's just sing the first verse. No, I don't want to fucking sing. Whenever you're just no fun. You're no fun anymore. My, your definition of fun is if I'm singing on the radio. We used to sing all the time. In the car as we were driving alone. Yeah. We sang to the radio. Yeah. There's no radio playing. Would you like me to play it? No, because there's people listening. That's a whole different thing. I'm not... Whatever. You know, you know what? You you've just you've made me upset right now. You've made me angry, and you are two days away from contract renewal, and you've pissed me off. Loser. Now I'm a loser. <laughs> now I'm a loser because I'm not as fun as you. Well, I'm not doing it. I'm not asking you to. Fine. Let's just get through this fucking podcast because now I'm just I just want to get through it. Could you uh, sponsor? Loud Trouble LLC is a sponsor of the program. They move coast to coast big things like Dodger Stadium. <laughs> Dodger Stadium? I don't know. I'm mad at you. I don't even care anymore. Well, I love you. Good. Fine. Whatever. There, just take your notes and go. So how's your uh, best band of all time? You and the kid are doing this thing on YouTube community it's, or something? It's done. Yeah, they do. What do you mean uh, it's done? It's over. The, the, the voting is over as of this morning. 
And there's a winner? Well, the we they nominated. We had 26 or 27 rounds of voting no for way. best band ever on the YouTube community section. This was not for members only. This was for anybody. Anybody Any, out there. Anybody. You don't have to be a subscriber. Um, YouTube puts it out there, and t it comes across people's phones in between videos. Really? And people will click on it. So we had um, th over 300,000 votes on uh, on this on these rounds. And it was just, you had to start out, start out, first page was nominate best band or favorite band or most influential band. So they got to put in their picks. Yeah, every, it was okay. strictly YouTube's picks. So we started off, we did 26 rounds of three bands. I mean, there was a couple hundred bands that got nominated in the beginning. And we went in groups of four until we had... Uh, Groups of four, there was three losers, one winner. Then you took those winners and went to the semis and did it in groups of three. And then you went into those and did head-to-head -head groups of two. And you came up with your final three best bands of all time, which I, I understand, but I don't totally agree with. And you can't say best band of all time, so we intentionally labeled it best, favorite, most influential, whatever you want to call it. You know, So that it kind of covered everything for everybody. Uh, Led Zeppelin, number one. Really? ACDC, number two. Okay. And Queen, number three. Hmm. Out of I, how many votes? 300,000 total to get them there, to go through, you know, the, the preliminaries, the semifinals and the finals. I think in my, if I was going to leave it close to that category, I would have replaced ACDC with Pink Floyd just because... I know the band pretty well. Like, you know, I've, I followed them. Um, and I might have said Zeppelin. I don't know. I might have put, personally, I might have put Queen above Zeppelin. I might have said Queen. That's what I was thinking. Because Led Zeppelin, when you say that, you think of one song. Most people. Yeah, Stairway to Heaven. Well, Most people. You know what I found that's really interesting about these, these polls? What's? Every single band that won there was a group of people, that band's overrated. That band is so overrated. Didn't matter who won. Didn't matter who won. There was always tons of people claiming that band was overrated. <laughs> and the same thing, whatever band was losing, that band is so underrated. You guys just don't know music. You, you just don't know they're underrated, man. It just depends. Every time, every round. It didn't matter what it was. And then every, everybody's famous bitch about Zeppelin is they stole all their songs. I'm Why like, do they okay, say that? They, they say that their songs were stolen from other people and mimicked from other people. And I'm like, okay, I don't know enough about Led Zeppelin. Is Zeppelin's that a history. true, like, is it's, that somebody that's true or is that just somebody I honestly like, don't know. Oh. I, I'm not a huge Zeppelin fan. I dig Zeppelin. I've listened to Zeppelin. I understand it. I got, they got a bunch of cool tunes. Right. You know, Zeppelin probably has 90 songs they did. You know, at any given time on the radio all over this planet, there's probably 60 Zeppelin songs playing. So I mean, you know, they—they're not wrong to be in the in the top tier of greatest band of all time, if you yeah. want to call it that. But there has always been a controversy over Zeppelin that people say they stole songs or they sampled songs and kind of twisted them and made them their own. I never dug into Isn't it. Isn't that what they're doing nowadays? Well, sure. Aren't they stealing a lot of '80s music anyways well, and yeah, twisting but it? But that wasn't common in the '70s, was it? 
So this is they're saying that about Zeppelin, and I'm like, I don't, I don't, I never was interested enough to follow that story to see if it was true. Mm. But boy, in these rounds of polls, they sure came out with that kind of shit. Interesting, you know. So that was that was a big thing. But overall, Zeppelin, ACDC, and Queen. I'm not going to complain. Um, no, the other one was ACDC. All their songs sound the same. It's the same three chords in all their <laughs> songs all the time. That's what everybody when ACDC beat their band. They would come back with, well, your songs are all the same. I don't know. You know, it's it's just for fun. This isn't a scientific poll. You know, you can't. And it's also what you like. Right. It's well, the like so the personal. Beach Boys lost. The Beatles lost. The Bee Gees lost. There's some pretty influential bands, you, you could argue. Yeah. And they're out. They were out early. Just depends on who your voters are. You know, if you did more on the older gen x boomer area yeah. you're gonna get more of the beach boys that yeah. end of it it just depends well anyway so that was the voting but it was it was a lot of fun and it brings a lot of people to the channel um who wouldn't normally be there that just scroll through for other reasons and uh it was it was a lot of fun to interact and you know what they do for for the kid they post links a lot of times. They'll oh, like, hey, cool. go listen to this one song by this band. Um, when we did um, Badass Movie Guys, you know, the movie characters, who was the badass movie character of all time? And uh, one of them was Clint Eastwood's, you know, character. Of course, uh, uh, Clint he's Eastwood. He's got a lot of characters. He's got a lot of characters <laughs> that are badass, but the, 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 the man with no name, his Josie Wales type of character with the spaghetti western, um, you know, the kid... Why do they call it a spaghetti western? The kid didn't know a lot of those, so they linked him to movie scenes and said, That's watch cool. these scenes, and he got to see those. They're called spaghetti westerns because they were cheap, knockoff, Italian-made <laughs> uh, westerns. Really? Yes, that's why that's, they called it that's that? That's where spaghetti westerns because I had no idea. they weren't put on by the big studios in America. What do we call them now? Like like indie movies? Uh, Yeah. Well, in, yeah, any anything not put on by a major studio yeah. is considered an independent So they movie. called it a spaghetti western. They were called spaghetti westerns. Oh, yeah, there was a lot of them made. That's funny. And Clint Eastwood took a risk by doing that. A lot of people said, don't go do that. You're getting caught in the B movie trap and you're never going to get out of it. And he did it anyway and it and it launched his career. I was going to say, um, I yeah, think he proved him wrong. They were great. And over many yeah. generations. Many generations. That's funny. So there you go. So <laughs> last night and this morning... You were talking to staff about I don't I don't know where I was and why I don't remember the story. What the heck is the circle the wagons? Okay, I don't even oh, remember that. Okay. I must have been gone. I was drunk. <laughs> did I had did I leave when I, this I, thing I was happened? so drunk? I don't know where you were. You could have been. I could have left. You could have been down at your mother's for all I know. Oh, that, it was goes that, that far back. That far back. Yeah. I don't even know what this is. Okay. So please so enlighten when, me. When you when you watch our live streams and people put up the red circles. Yes, I know what that means. Okay. That is circling the wagons. I got that. Okay. So what happened was But I don't know the pomegranate story. <laughs> okay. Yeah, the pomegranate stain story was the it, it, and I had to go back and watch this because I got up the next day and after a live stream, I was on three hours, totally hammered, and I got up the next morning and my my messages are filled. My email is filled. My <laughs> telephone is filled. My direct messages what did are filled. You do? And everyone's like, dude, that was the greatest thing ever, man. You did so good. And I'm like, yeah. 
You don't remember. What? <laughs> Unbelievable. I, had, I didn't quite remember what they were talking about. So God. I think, if I remember right, I think I got on the phone with Two Bear. That's why you're allowed, not allowed to have three-hour shows. Right, and unsupervised. Unsupervised. <laughs> so I think, I, I think the next morning I called Two Bear, he was on staff, and I said, uh, what the fuck, man? And he was like, <laughs> that was brilliant. I've never, man, man, you just came up with that on the fly. And I'm like, that, what? What are you talking about? He goes, I can't explain it. You got to go back and watch it. I, I think it was two bears, the one I called. So I go back to the live stream the night before and I look at myself. I'm about two hours and 45 minutes in and I'm hammered. I'm still making complete sentences, but I'm soused on this okay. live stream. All right. Somebody calls in and says, man, I'm down. You know, my girlfriend, what do you do when she cheats on you? And it's the love of my life, you know, that type of that okay. type of thing. And I'm like, and I'm trying to and 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 all of a sudden, Jack Daniels showed me the <laughs> whispered, way. That's right. Whispered in your ear. <laughs> right. And I you said You found the truth. I did at the yeah. bottom of the glass. That's what I'm saying. Okay. And I said, look. It actually happened. It worked. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh and, and I said, listen, um, I do not remember this. I said, when you're girlfriend, your wife, your husband, whatever cheats on you and you're trying to fix it. It's kind of like when you get a pomegranate stain on your kitchen countertop and you try to clean it and you scrub it and you scrub it and you scrub it on a white countertop. Just so you know, it's never going to quite come out. Oh, no one who walks around you may ever see it. They may never know it's there, but you and your wife are always going to see the faint outline uh, uh, and the faded stain because you guys were scrubbing so hard. You know it's there, but it's so light and it's so far removed. You, you, no one else will know, but you'll always know that stain's there. and You're never going to quite get it out. That pomegranate stain is always going to be there. Now you can deal with it and your kitchen will look clean. You can, you can have lunch, you can cook, you can, you can eat off that counter, but you know that one spot is always going to have that stain. There's quite never, you bleach all you want. It's not going to quite come out. That's the way cheating is in a marriage. So in two hours and 45 minutes in, you pulled out that general wisdom out Absolutely your ass. Absolutely out of my ass. Made up the pomegranate <laughs> thing and the whole thing. Trying to, Never heard that story no, before. Trying to come you didn't up, steal it from anybody. No. Wow. Trying to come up with an analogy. That's very impressive. You know, that would fit. And um, so this guy who's on the phone, or, you know, he we texting in, I guess he was in the yeah, comment we section. We weren't that advanced. No, that but he's talking about it and I'm like trying to get him through it. And then, and I, I got off onto something where I'm like, and when you do this, you know, you, you, you go through this, you got to have your friends around, man, man, you, you got to circle the wagons. <laughs> you got to have your team. Don't be alone. Don't go through this by yourself. You got to have support, circle the wagons. And when the attacking starts, you got to be there, man, to mount your defense and be strong. And then it was circle the wagons wow. and everyone was drinking going yeah fuck yeah circle those wagons man we're with you circle the wagons oh man my goodness. so the circle the wagons pomegranate stain story i didn't remember it's iconic now it's iconic now i had to get up the next morning and go watch it because i don't remember what i said so last night i was two hours in yes you were i was drinking again last yes, night you were and um, people were putting up the little red circle for circling the wagons. And it's red. The circle yes, is. is red, like a pomegranate stain. Yes. So it all fits. And and I said something about that. I said, yeah, you guys, boy, that story, I, I didn't remember it. I had to look it up. What a great night that was. I wish I could remember the guy who, who took that advice. I wish I could remember the guy who, who texted, man, my heart's broken and it's my girl. And all of a sudden... 
I find out it's Josh from our staff. No way. I went, what? He goes, and he's mad. He's mad. And he's hurt. Josh is like, dude, I can't believe you don't know that was me. That was me way back then before before I was even considered. How could you remember who it was when you couldn't even remember what you said I don't the know, night but, before? But everybody else seemed to know but me. It was like, dude, you fucked up the whole momentum of what we had going on here tonight. Uh, it's Josh, and he's sitting right over there. I didn't know. Oh, my God. So Josh even texted my phone. He's like, dude, it, it's me. It Does was, anybody it was have me. that little clip? Oh, they... I'm, I got, oh, I got beat up with the clip. Everybody went and got it. <laughs> so you need to repost that. You and the kids should <laughs> everybody, repost that. Everybody went. Call it the pomegranate story. Josh here. went and got it. Awesome. Like four people went and sent it directly to me and said, hey, man, it's right here. Well, the kid release it? Oh, I don't, I don't know if he wants to or not. I just. I think you should. It was. That'd it would be awesome. It would have been a slice. That's it for sure. It should be a slice. But it was funny as hell that it came up oh and then God, it came up again and then it was Josh. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, buddy. I so didn't... what happened this morning when it came up? Did you guys talk about it in the staff thread? Uh, Yeah, it's in the staff thread a little bit. He's like, you, Josh is in there just kind of. hurt? Yeah, a little bit. He's kind of shaking his head like, dude, that. Do you have to do a three-part apology? No, I'm not going to three. No, like you said, I was totally hammered. I'm lucky. He's lucky I even came up with good advice. I'm certainly not going <laughs> to apologize for not remembering it. Oh but that was the story of circling the wagons and the pomegranate stain. And I'm, I'm glad you told me because I had no idea. I think you're right. I was probably gone at that moment or something. I don't know. It was, it was just one of those, and it was so long ago. I'm telling you, this oh thing God. had to have been like, like in January of 2022 or something. It was well wow. over a year and four, five, six months. And ago. it's still circling oh, it's still a around. Thing. Yeah, That's every, cool. every time. You see I have to come the, up with a T-shirt about that. Yeah, when you when you see in the comment section when they show me little uh, shots of whiskey and they put the red circle, yes. that is someone who was there that remembers that story, the pomegranate stain and the circle of the wagon. Every once in a while when I'm moderating, somebody will go, what's the red circle for? And I have no answer because I have no idea. Now I know. Well, now you know, know why? Because you don't listen to the program ever. You lie. <laughs> I, have to, I have to hone in my mother's skills and have like one ear listening and one reading at the same time. It was time. so funny. It was like... I don't know, four months ago, you snapped out on me about that because <laughs> you spend so much time reading the comments, yes. copying and pasting them for me so I can get the good ones. You're not really listening to the live stream. I'm getting bits and pieces. Like I know the subject matter that you're talking about, right? but there's people asking questions that you've already answered, like what cigar are you smoking or yeah. what are you drinking tonight? Yeah. And so I really try to personalize it where I at that name yeah, and right. say, you know, you're he's smoking Isla del Sol. So I'm really personalizing it. So sometimes I, I gotta check that, out. But when you're not listening, and there was <sighs> one time about four months ago, I think I yelled at you in your office from here. I, I yelled something like, Oh my God, did you hear that? And you're like, Fuck no, I'm busy. I'm working. I have no fucking. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, calm down. Let me go back to what I'm doing. You you went sideways. You're like, yes. are you you were so busy that when I yelled at you, like, did you hear that? You're like, oh no, I didn't hear you, asshole. Shut the fuck I, up. I'm working. It is, and then sometimes they're asking about the kid, and you're in, you know, a you're telling a story, and I'm trying to right. like 
diffuse that subject really quick. Like, he's fine. Everything's fine. He's getting ready to graduate. Da, 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 da. And then I'm hearing my other ear, you're talking. So I, I'm trying, but I know. you've got to remember, I'm working too. Okay? You're doing three jobs at once. I get Gosh. that. You are. You're doing three jobs oh, at once. No, it's like four. It's PayPal as moderating. I have the staff thread moving too because while you're- Okay, PayPal moderating, PayPal staff, moderating thread. staff thread. And listening to you. And the sheets. And the sheets. So five. there's five jobs. Yeah, because yeah, the staff thread's open because we talk behind your back while you're live. Just so you I know. have to shut it. I actually have to shut off the staff thread because it'll pop up on my fucking screen all live stream long with you guys. Sometimes we really get going because sometimes if the uh, the follower count, the fan count goes yeah. really, really high, we start counting. Like we start putting it I in. I don't know. But if I don't turn it off, it bings on my screen. Bing, bing, yeah, bing. Well, I'm that's like, your problem. Can you, I want to yell at you guys. Like, can you get off the little chit chat and get everyone to get back to doing your jobs? Or if I need something, like last night, for example, I had to get up. You went over an hour and I was like, I, I got to get up and I had to go take care of the animals. So I like, on the staff thread, I said, hey, Trippy, are you there? Yeah. Can you fill in for me? Instead of putting it in the per public sure, chat. Right. Or, and he did. He got it and stuff. But we kind of talk about different things on the, the thing. So, yeah, I've I got think five different all things. All of you need to stick to the, stick to the storyline, okay? Do your job. Quit we talking to staff thread. We are but doing that, our job. But that circle the wagons thing about, about Josh a long time ago, that happens in <laughs> emails more than anything. People ask me about their marriage. My wife's doing this. My husband's doing that. Like, I'm supposed to fucking know. I know. Sometimes you know, gotta, we got to be so I'm careful. careful. Yeah. I'm careful about how I answer. I answer every single email. Nice. I never blow one off. I never brush it off. But I don't always think that I'm the best person to ask because maybe there's insight that, are, that a trained professional would have that I'm not. And I get questions about having cancer and post-cancer and what are you doing for pain? I'm getting that end. And what's good for me may not be good for that person. I could only speak from my right. experience. It's, but, but we do share. Right. You share marriage and other topics. The worst and I one do. is, and I, get, I haven't got as many of these lately, but there was a run I was getting about two or three a week. Suicide. Yeah, I think that happened because of your video. Guys write me and go, man, I'm hanging on by a thread. I don't know what to do. Please write me back. I wouldn't want to be a guy. Or please You guys call have me. so much stress. If you're a if you're a husband and a father and a provider. A provider and living in this world right now, I wouldn't want to be a guy. Nope. Nope. You, no. I'm fine where I'm at. I would have trouble right now, I think, and I probably could do it, but I don't know that I'd want to. I don't think I'd want to raise a family, say, my wife can stay home and not work. I'll go figure out enough money where you can do that. All my kids can stay home and have what they need. And I'm supposed to be able to protect them yeah. from abuses in, in, in every area. Yeah, it's so You have hard. to be careful when you send them to school. You have to be careful when you send them to church. You got to be careful everywhere. everywhere. You got to parent and beyond. I don't know. That's it's almost like becoming, we laugh and joke and say, don't be a helicopter parent, but Technically, you kind of do nowadays. You kind of got, gather them in. A little bit, yeah. And your only safe place is your home. Right. It's like I your know, home and your area. I'm not sure that I could duplicate what I did with you and our eight kids right now. I, 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 don't, I don't know, know that I have the ability to It be would that definitely guy. be different. We would well, definitely have to consider some major changes. The suicide ones I email... If yeah. they come up in comments, Two Bear always drags people off to the side and talks to them. That's he good. spends time with them. I mean, it's 
We've got a great staff. It's a great staff. It's a great audience that they feel. I don't think they're doing that. You know, in other words, here's two things that make me take letters like uh, this seriously, whether it's about parenting or uh, uh, husband relationship or suicide. Right. They don't ask for money. No. Nobody's come out and said, oh, my life sucks. You know, if you really want to help me, send me a hundred bucks. No one does that. No. So I take it seriously. The other one is, is that they're genuinely asking for help in a way they're saying like, look, dude, I'm, I don't feel comfortable talking to anyone that I, my family and my friends, I also don't want to talk to a complete stranger. And this is the weirdest sentence that I receive. And I get it often. Follow me on this. Okay. They will write me and say, you're not a stranger. I kind of feel like I know you, but you're not close enough to me to be judgmental. Yes. I think you're going to give me an honest answer because I think some people around them go, well, man, your wife wouldn't cheat on you if you hadn't gone to that party back in 05. You know, they, <laughs> if they know them, they, there's going to be judgment and they cast blame. Like, well, I remember some of the stuff you did. I, I don't know any of those things. Right. And they don't want to talk to a total stranger because they don't feel like they know them and they feel like they know me just well enough that they're going to get a straight answer. Because you and you and the kid are real. You talk about real subjects, real problems. Nothing's all sugar-coated and no. wonderful. No. And I think that's it. You're approachable. That's the word I want to say. You're approachable. Well, and that suicide podcast, podcast number 30 or whatever it because was. Because you, it happened was, to you. Yeah, it happened to me. It that's was a why. Real, it was you. Thing. So you understand. And you are approachable. You would never turn away anybody. And I think help. they understand. They can talk to me about cheating because I have married the biggest cheating person <gasps> ever. You have literally had sex so many times behind you my back. Liar. That they, they feel comfortable. They say, well, if anybody can get through this, the general can. He's been oh through it all. Oh, my gosh. You lying <laughs> sack of shit. Now you're going to get my blood pressure up because I was just thinking about something. So what? I went and got my nails done today just so you know. And I'm looking kind of pretty. Are you are you so, asking me for a compliment? Yeah, no, you look great. Because they have a TV going on, you know, while you're in there and they're now starting to talk. You know, we had all this rain in the how winter. Is this, how's this making your blood boil? I'm lost. Now. I'm going. Okay. Yeah, go I'm ahead. getting there. All right. I'm going a long way. Just Circle, stay with me, okay? Stay on this wall. Circle the wagons. Stay with me. <laughs> so I'm watching and we've had all this rain and everything and um how wonderful all the water in California yeah, and yeah. it's all good. It's yeah. good. It's good. Can you believe they found a way to. You hear the dogs. <laughs> they, that is so rude. There's all, all four dogs are outside the window howling at some distant siren. It's kind of like you telling me to hurry up. Yeah. The dogs, the, the are, dogs saying, are out there going, you, okay, get on with your fucking story. <laughs> See? Are you done? Now they're quiet. Okay. <laughs> how rude. <laughs> So rude. So I'm watching the TV and they, and you know, all the news has been all the good stuff. You're right. not going to believe this. They now are turning it into bad. What? Now it's fire season. Now there's oh a high fire danger. Here now we go. summer's going to be you know, crap. Get, I, I get know. your, no, your I, brush cut down. Okay. So here's, I'm, this is a lifelong thing. You've heard me bitch about this before. If we have years of drought, they get on the radio, they get on the TV, and they tell you, 
the fire danger is seriously high. Yes. We've had no rain in 25 years. Everything is a tinderbox, ready at any spark, ready to go up and inflame everything. Get ready Get for ready fire. fire. Get ready for fire. That and sounds so, good. Your yeah. voice sounded really Thank good you. on that one. So then okay. they, we come along, and now we've had so much rain. There's no fucking way anything is tindery. There's no thing. <laughs> nothing's brittle. Nothing's, nothing's California is now out of the drop. That's what I'm saying. We're all good. So it's what all are the good commercials now. you heard? Watch out now. The fire danger is really high. We, we've we had so much rain. There is so much new growth Vegetation. out there. Vegetation is high. Now there's so much fuel for fire out oh, there. Oh, that's it. Be fuel for fire. Because of the rain, there's so much fuel for fire. Fire danger is high. Wait a second. If it's 10 years of drought, it's high. If there's a great winter, <laughs> the fire danger is high. I, This is no lie. I called, you know, like four years ago, we've had a drought for a long time, but about four years ago, we had a really wet winter, remember? Yes. Really wet. Yes. And, uh, and so after that, these same commercials were coming up. I finally called the forestry department. No, you didn't. I called them and okay. I'm like, okay, listen, you guys are running all these commercials about uh, drought, 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 tinderbox ready. Now you're saying too much, too much fuel, too much vegetation, ready to burn. I said... I don't, I said, is there ever a time where you're happy when we're, yeah, when you're, <laughs> is there ever a time when the forestry department's happy? What I said was, tell me the conditions when you won't run a series exactly. of ads that are scaring the shit out of everybody with fire danger. And the guy goes, we're always going to run those ads. I, I said, it's fear, but how are he goes, Nope. We want everybody to always be overly cautious all the time. I go, you see the more, the <sighs> more, the morons who've filled your commercials out, right? You, you get this. Uh, they're, they're the same answer, the same commercial under completely opposite conditions. Yeah, they like it. It's a Mad Lib. They and, just take out a word <laughs> and put a different word in. It's like a Mad Lib The every guy year. was very candid with me. He goes, yeah, I don't care. He goes, this is what we do. It's always going to be extreme fire danger. It's never not going to be extreme fire danger. I said, what if the earth was flooded in 10 feet of water? <laughs> he goes, anything above 10 feet is at risk of fire. <laughs> Oh my God. I go, wait a second. So anything sticking out of the water, he goes, can burn and we're running the commercial. Oh my God. That's what he told me. But you know me. what's going to happen? It's kind of like everything else. If they run it so much, people are going to block it out. People and then care. it's not going to matter. They don't. Why do not people, people don't understand <laughs> that that is how Americans operate. You, you inundate us with something. We don't care anymore. After a while, it becomes white noise. It's a blur. Exactly. It doesn't even phase us. You know, just like it's unprecedented. This news, this news is unprecedented. I'm telling you from the year 2016 to 2018, I heard the word unprecedented every day <laughs> to where I wanted to call somebody and go, dude, maybe it is precedented because <laughs> you keep using it every fucking day. I was just thinking about... They never talk about earthquakes every day. We live in California, everyone, yeah. so earthquakes happen. All the time. But they only put out the earthquake warnings or like be prepared for earthquakes after an earthquake happens. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But do we hear it any other time? No, we're not hearing anything about earthquakes can, right now. Nothing. We can go 10 years without Nothing. hearing an earthquake. But as soon as there's an earthquake, <laughs> for the next six months, all you're going to say is, be are you prepared, prepared for, for the, the next, next one? one. <laughs> I don't know. They seem to be pretty infrequent, man. This would have been good information like six months ago, asshole. Yeah, I think they would run that a little bit more than the fire one, you think? 
that's what I just came to my head going, we don't do that. <laughs> they should have one tomorrow. They should put out, hey, by the way, we haven't had an earthquake in a while. Just be ready. Thanks. That's good. That's good stuff, man. Yeah. That's when I want to hear it. Like fire drills at school. That's Remember right. we did a fire yeah. drill one every three months? You don't wait after the school burns down <laughs> to have a fire drill. <laughs> <laughs> but we're worried about, you know, fire danger and the oh thing and God. rain. Oh my gosh, crazy. So uh, the other thing is, is I saw the the video that the kid posted this morning about going to LA. Oh man, that's been an argument with him and I for days now. I know, I know. But <laughs> I, I chuckled when you said, oh, you know, back in the 80s, we went down to LA. We did, didn't we? A lot, we? but and all the time and all night long, come home in the morning. There is no way. Oh, I never came home in the morning. I, I did, and there was no way Maybe I'd want to be. two, but not. <laughs> well, he wants to go down there until like two or three in the morning, and I, I can't believe I used a phrase that my my, my uh, mom used oh. on me. I swore I would never turn into my mother. We always say that. And this one thing, I looked at him and I said, it, and I said this with a straight face. I'm telling face. your mom. No, then I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> No, you got to promise right now. I promise. I will okay. Tell her. I looked at him and I said, why do you want to be down there till two or three in the morning and listen to his bullshit story? And I looked at him with a straight face and I quoted my mother and I said, nothing good ever happens after midnight. Just be <laughs> I've home. heard that too. I almost said that. And I'm like, why did I say that? Now I'm just going to tell your mom to listen to the podcast. Everything good <laughs> happened to me after midnight. But that was my parents saying, nothing good happens after midnight anyway. So whatever fun you're having, you're having it after midnight, just come home and safer. But it was a different t- things. That, I hate saying that too, but it's different. It's it is so different. different down there. And we grew up down there. I mean, we lived in the San Fernando Valley and we'd just hop over the hill yeah. and um, I mean, I was all up and down the Sunset Strip there, you know, and I was well, up speak, and down Hollywood Boulevard, not of, working. Speaking of Sunset, uh, on Sunset Boulevard, uh-huh. it was it must have been two or three in the morning. I was in the fast lane. Okay. And I almost ran into a house. What? I never left the fast lane. I never left the middle <laughs> of Sunset Boulevard. Okay. And I almost ran into a house. I was driving fast. There was like no traffic on Sunset that night for whatever reason. Okay. And I came around. You know, Sunset has some curves on it. Yes, it it does. Right before, all through it, but right before you get towards the beach side. Yeah, I was going to say, you must have been past the 405 near the Pacific Palisades. Right. Okay. And kind of whipping around there. Yeah. And they they were moving an old house. (laughs) They were moving this house on this truck very slowly. Because they do in the middle of the night. And they they took down all the the power wires, the the lines. They were moving this thing. And I came around a corner, and I remember, like right now when I think about it, the big truck with the yellow flashing lights I thought was a street sweeper. In the middle of the night. So I blew right by. Were you drinking? I don't remember. Maybe. Probably. Probably. And, And I blew right by it, and I was headed right for the truck with the house and I hit my brakes and I slid to the side of the semi and almost hit a house and almost hit the house. (laughs) I think I'd have been the only guy who ran into a house in the middle of Sunset Boulevard. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Unbelievable. Man, were they pissed. They're like, you didn't see the flag car? You didn't see that big fucking That's truck with the, the yellow lights. lights? Yeah, the flashing lights. Right, of the of the car, the the, the, the chase car, the, the car in front, the, the flag car. And I said, I, I told them, I go, I thought it was a street sweeper. And they're like, the fuck would a street sweeper be doing in the middle of the night? Exactly. And it's not in a, in a Ford pickup truck. It's not a sweet street sweeper. Uh. But I hit the brakes and I skidded to a stop. I didn't hit the front of the Peterbilt. I went to the left, and I didn't hit the house. I stopped before the overhanging house. You are so house. lucky. I couldn't believe I almost hit a house. That's a sto- I never thought I'd tell that story, but oh I, since God. you brought up Sunset Boulevard. Well, I'm thinking he's asking to go to L.A., and the first thing that comes to mind was, did you not learn your lesson when you were downtown with your dad during the day when shots were fired? Like I brought that up to him. I said, now I'm not trying to, I, you know what? I didn't bring it up in front of anybody, but since you brought it up, I'll say it now. Yes, we were down in LA. We're doing that lease stuff. And um, it was like a couple of years ago, like right yeah, before. Two this, years ago. Yeah. Right. And just to our left, I pulled up to this intersection. I want to say I was either, I want to say I was on Hill or Broadway. I was crossing Hill or Broadway, just southwest of downtown. Not far. You were in deep in yeah, it was deep yeah. in it. And I was just going to go across the street, and to my left... What time of day was this? Middle of the day. 11.30 in the morning, 12 o'clock, okay. middle of the day. And just to my left was some commotion, cars screeching, and doors opening, and we just were sitting there at the light. Yeah, minding just, your own business. Minding my own business. <laughs> Look to my left, and dude gets out of this car, dude gets out of another car, one guy runs down an alley, one guy runs back, and then shots start getting fired. Bang, bang, pop, 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 bang, 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 pop, pop, pop. So I grabbed the kid by the head and pushed his head down in the seat, turned the wheel to my right, and sped down away. Away from it. I looked yeah. to my left. That's where the action was. And I just drove off. And I pulled over. And um, the kid will tell you, he, he goes, I think the bullets went by us. Maybe. I don't remember that. But the way they were pointing in my memory could have been. But I mean, nothing hit my truck. Nothing. It's not like a bullet went through the window. I mean, mm-hmm. he'd be over dramatic if he said that. Yeah. Now t- today he tells the story, and I heard the bullets. No, nah, I don't think he did. I didn't hear anything. But we were twenty feet from it, and I just turned and went. But when when I when I pulled over and I let him up, he was scared. He was shaken. He's like just nervous. And I'm like, okay. So now we got to find this address. And he goes. Wait a second. We're still staying here? And I go, well, we got three more places we got to go look at. We got this address. He goes, I want to go home. I'm like, why? He goes, weren't you scared when they were shooting? There was a bunch. It was right next to us. And I said, well, I was, I was scared then. Uh, I'm not scared now. How long you want it's me over. To, how long you want me to be scared? <laughs> yeah. Would it help if I was scared for another half hour? I mean, what, <laughs> it's over. He could not get that out of his head. And that was the middle of the day. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> when, when I saw the video this morning, I was like, Weren't you down there during the day? And why do you think that would be different at night? Better. Like, yeah, safer. Uh, no, you're I not don't know. going. I just told him because he didn't have a plan. He wanted to go to L.A. to hang out and see what it was like at night. Oh, God, no. I said, buy a postcard. Go watch a YouTube video. I wouldn't even go down there now. There's no, no reason to. No way. You know, there's just no reason to. And the, no, you stay away from so that. So, yes, that has been an ongoing struggle, and I brought that up to him. The first time this argument came up, I go, you didn't even like it during the day when there was gun. Fight. Oh, that was so much younger, dude. I'm, I'm better now. I don't know. I liked it when he was scared. I don't like it that he's cocky and not scared. 
Well, remember so. when it was like to be 17 and 18, you were immortal. You were like, nothing's going to... Invincible. Well, yeah. Nothing's going to bother me. Nothing's nope. going to happen to me. And if it did, I'd live through it because I was just... Yeah, um, so it's like, yeah, whatever. But you need to tell people about his ticket now because so many people... I don't get it. I... I don't get it. I he, don't either, but you know what? I thought he was lying you, to you. Well, you told the last podcast we were on, you're like, don't want to talk about, don't care. Whatever happens to him, happens to him. Remember? But I'll, right. Okay. So I was in the kitchen when he came home and you said, so what happened? Well, wait, and I wait, was, came home from where? Are you going to tell them what are you no, talking go ahead. about? You can, you can he go went, ahead. We, he, I kept him out of school one morning because he didn't have anything going on in his first three classes. I said, go pay your fucking ticket. Go. You know, so he did. And he went down there, drove down there by himself. He told me, I'm here, I'm standing in line. And he walked in and through us working, getting him the ticket, he had the citation number. He reads it to them in the juvenile court because that's where they said it was. And they said, oh yeah, we see the ticket, but we can't do anything because the officer hasn't turned it in yet. Okay, so when he came home and told you that, yeah, I thought he was bullshitting you. I'm like... No way. Doesn't never... an officer have to account for every ticket? I don't know. Is, now, wait. Isn't there a ticket book? And all the tickets are numbered in order. And you can't, at the end of your shift, the officer can't not turn in the sequence of tickets. Is that not correct? I don't, I don't know. But when he was telling you this, I'm like, you're bullshitting your dad right now. I've never in my life. He but pulled then he... out a receipt that they printed out for him. And on the receipt, it has the, the ticket number. It has the infraction. It says not in the system. Officer has not entered it or whatever the wording was. He hasn't put it in. And, it's, and they wrote on there, come back and see us in two weeks. <laughs> and I looked at him. I go, what the fuck does that even mean? You know what he did? He held that thing up in front of my face. He goes, he goes it means I got a get out of jail free card for two more weeks. If somebody pulls me yes. over because of this, I can show them that I'm supposed to come back and handle this in two weeks. That's, that's how he's viewing this right now. So I've got a question. So if he gets pulled over and they run his name, yeah. the ticket's going to show, right? Because it's in the system. I, I don't but know. Do they get the same information like i had a cop run his name when all this was coming on and i thought for sure i go you fucked up you didn't pay your tickets right. then since october you're you got a warrant so i had a cop friend of mine run his name and his license number and they said nothing on file no record no nothing there's nothing there huh. now his, his his license is there obviously no infractions and I went, it's, but he got a ticket. And the cop friend of mine goes, oh, it's not in the system. So is there a, a expiration date on it that the cop can't turn in the ticket? <laughs> or does it just stay in limbo forever? Maybe he's holding it over his head for going, I can turn this. I don't know. I don't know what it is. What I was afraid is what if the cop lost the ticket, which I don't th I think all their tickets. How do you lose a ticket? They're carbon copied, aren't they? I mean, they give you one, your carbon copy. Well, I don't know. Nowadays in the world of computers, I okay, don't know. But what happens if. What, it you, fell out? <laughs> blew off the motorcycle <laughs> what happens if you if you if you do a ticket and you don't pay it okay and then three weeks go by then six weeks then eight weeks it turns into a bench warrant 12 weeks 20 30 weeks goes by now it's a bench warrant plus um you owe thousands of dollars in in fines and then like at week 35 or 40 it's it's just this huge fucking mess Right now, he's got nothing against him about it. What if the officer turns in the ticket and all of a sudden, 
that 30 weeks counts. Oh, shit. Retroactive, like, holy shit. The computer goes, well, here's what we do with a 30-week-old ticket. We assess thousands of dollars in penalties. We issue a bench warrant. What if it all, all comes cast- crashing yeah, down? What if it all catches up in one night because the guy turns in a ticket and the computer doesn't know any different? And the computer runs through the cycle of all the shit it's supposed to have been accumulating and dumps it on him all at once. Oh, my God. I'm just asking. I was thinking maybe he's waiting until he's 18. Well, what, then it wouldn't matter then. It's, it's on his juvenile record, so who cares? That's what I'm saying. But, well, I'm saying what I'm saying is, is Who's that waiting? Maybe the cop is waiting until he's 18. For what reason? Well, that's why I want to go back and see because technically he's got a provisional license like till he's 18. Uh-huh. And so is you there, think the cops doing him a favor or something? What no, are you there was at? something I read and I got him. I should go back and see that if you get a ticket, I don't know if it's a moving violation or you could get your license suspended till you're 18. And why wouldn't the cop turn it in again? What is he, he didn't want to take him, take, get his license taken away. Then I just said, so the cops doing him a favor and you said yeah. no. Oh, and then you kept talking. Now let's back up. <clears throat> let's pretend you're, you, come on now, chemo brain, get it going. That's not nice. It, do you think the cop was doing him a favor? Yes. So he's a fan of Gen X Talks or something. Is that what you're going to go with? Well, maybe. Or he's just a good old boy. Well, just I'm trying to participate in the conversation. He needs to go to Topeka, Kansas. But when I ask you a question and you answer it, it leads me down a course of, okay, not this. So we'll go, th- oh, this. We're back to this. Just answer me. You frustrate me the hell out of me. You, really f- you know what? Now we're even. You pissed me off with that singing thing in the beginning. And I've pissed you off with the chemo no, brain yeah, comment. I'm not pissed off. Oh, you're mad. No, I'm not. I'm looking right at you. Would you give everybody a studio update? Because I'm a little stressed on that. Because now it's now what day? Did Wednesday. you did you hear the guy call? You heard the phone call on the security camera? Yeah, well, don't talk about that yet. <laughs> End with that one. Where are we with the studio? Because um, I need to know, when is it going to be finished? Okay, calm your tits. You're getting all... Yeah, that makes me more mad. Hold on. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Okay, so uh, they came out. They stamp. My panties are not. Yes, they are. In a bunch. You get your panties in a bunch over the dumbest things. <laughs> all right. So they came out and they stamped all the ground. And the guy came out and said, yeah, that looks good. Then they came out and built the studio like 90%. They did it again. This is the third time they've done this now. And uh, the guy comes back out and looks at it. And he goes, yeah, this, is, this, is, this looks good. Everything's fine. Um, you got to just do the anchors now. Four anchors in the ground. And I'll come back out. And once the anchors are in, and once he looks at the anchors, then they can finish the whole studio off. Then the guy just walks out and goes, yep, the roof looks good. The doors look good. You're fine. How long is that going to take? They're supposed to send somebody out today or tomorrow to finish the anchors. And then uh, Thursday or Friday, the inspector will be back out. If, let's, let's say at the latest, the inspector came back out on Monday. By the following Friday, a week like um, ten days from now, ten days from now, the spot, the final inspection would be done. Everything's over, and we're and now we're into May. We are. That's oh my gosh! But the cool part was this guy calls and goes, "Hey man, (laughs) this is David from Tough Shed." I'm like, "Hey man, what's going on?" He's, "Hey, you know, I'm sorry about how long it's taken. Uh, My buddy's on the manager's on vacation, and uh, you know what? They didn't even say vacation. I want you to know that bugs me. What they said." What'd they say? He said, uh, the, I won't tell you the guy's name, but it's the guy we've been talking to. Yeah. He said he's on paid administrative leave. Oh, that's not good. That could, I don't know. See? I don't, is that bad? 
Well, if he's on paternity leave, he could say paternity. That but he means- didn't. He said administrative leave. Now, that's something that like- It sounds like it's a punishment. But it also something- sounds like government or police, not Tough Shed. <laughs> How do you have paid administrative leave at Tough Shed? Well, they violated the, violated our code of ethics here at Tough Shed or- I don't get how you how you would get into oh, administrative that's leave. That's interesting. So he's he's out right now. Okay. This guy was super enthusiastic. Man, we're it, you know what he started by saying? He goes, "The inspector's going to be there in five minutes." Yeah, that's, I was out front when you got that I phone sa- call. I said, "You're lucky. I just got home, man. I've been gone all morning running errands." Yeah, I'm just. I got a call from my chick over in Santa Maria who got a call from where you guys live, and I thought I'd call you and let you know. And I'm like. You're lucky I was here. You never gave me a heads up. The guy was here 10 minutes, looked at it, and left. But the guy on the phone, he goes, <laughs> now we got that clued up. I just want you to know I'm on top of this. I know we've had a bunch of problems with this shed getting built. I know it's a huge issue. I know you're not happy. But I want to say I'm not just telling you this because because of this incident, because of this delay. Man, I've been a fan of yours for two <laughs> years, man, two years. Uh, Greg, he, get my shed done. He he went totally uh, Scooby and Shaggy on me. He literally, he was so excited. He's like, Zoink, Scoob, we're going to get your shed done. I've been a fan for two years. Zoink. You should have put me on the phone. No. Get my goddamn <laughs> shed done. No, no. You are, not the, you are not the face of the company when it comes to relating with Tough Shed. No, 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 no. Oh, no. No, that would be, that would be a nightmare. Tough Shed and I... And, right, they're ranking up there right now with AT&T no, and DirecTV. No, oh, come on. Come, they're not that bad. No, they're not. All right, so it should be everything goes smooth, everything goes in order by the end of next week. And once they sign off, once the city signs off, then we'll make plans yeah, to get yeah. lying out here. Yeah, yeah. I'll believe it when I see it. Why don't you have him come out here for a month? I don't think his wife and kids would allow that. Because he could do your floors, the hardwood floors you want. After the studio's built, he could he could there's all he, he could turn those doors around. He can't. I would love it, but think of all the stuff he could get done here. I would love it. Now his girls would be a problem, but his wife would welcome the break. I could tell. I don't. She's want, tired of him. I don't want them to be upset with me. Okay, why are you talking so soft? Because so I want it like to happen. But but what are you talking soft for? I can't fucking hear you. Oh, no, because put on your good bear girl pants. Just say no. I'm just joking with you. you can't because if I say yes, then Lionheart will. Well, he would try do to it. do it. <laughs> I know he would try to. He wouldn't be away from his daughters that long. He loves his family too much. Yeah. I'm just saying, if you had a guy like that close, you'd get your shit done and quit bitching all the time. Either we have to move there, or he has to move here. <laughs> oh, yeah, those are clearly the only two options. We couldn't find somebody else local to do this. No, because knows, I would trust him. God knows the only person who can do this is a guy and it lives in Missouri. <laughs> because I trust him and he would do what I would like. Oh, my God. Do, so. He's so full of shit. Everything well, you say is full There's of something shit. else we need to talk about. What? My God, what? I've answered all your questions. No, no. Yes, something Your happened Honor. yesterday. What? Um, well, we went to lunch, which was absolutely wonderful. We had a blast. You're welcome. We were talking to everybody there. But yeah. when we left, you know, we were driving through the parking lot and there was a girl there playing a violin. Are you mad at me for this? No, I'm just... Are you seriously going to get mad at me for this? No, it just brought up something that happened to us quite a few years ago. It just, okay, go. So this girl's playing violin to, to... In the parking lot. In the parking lot. And her mom was by her and they were collecting money. Yeah. Okay, so we left and left the parking lot, and then you whipped around and went, she's playing the violin, isn't she? And I said, yeah. So we went back through the 
parking lot and yep. gave them some money. Right. Well, as soon as we did that, I remembered a story that happened to us. Well, because the was, first thing you said was, how do you know? How do you know they're not using it for drugs or, or whatever? How whatever. do you know it's it's being used for good? Right. And then I thought about that incident that happened, oh, I don't know, it was a long time 12 ago. 12 years ago. 12 years ago. Yeah. We stopped at this gas wars gas station slash liquor spot. store. Yeah. yeah. And it, was, it wasn't late. It was like 9, 10 maybe. It was dark out though. It was dark. And it was just the two of us. And you saw these people walking around or whatever. And you just told me, close your window and lock the door. Right. And we sat there and the guy came up to the window, right? And what did he say to you? Well... I was getting out, so I told you to lock the door, and I got out. Oh, okay. And I was standing there with him, and it was like two guys and some girl, and I forget what they were asking for money for. They needed money for something, and, you know. Oh, like their car broke down or something. I don't something. remember. It yeah. was some some gig, and I sat there listening to him, and this is 12 years ago. I think I ended up giving him a $100 bill. Yeah, you gave him a lot. It was like 100 bucks. Yeah. And... You were not, I went in the store, I got the stuff we were supposed to get and I came back out and you were not happy with me. No, I was sitting going, I just, I, my hair was standing on end. I had the fight or flight Right, and I don't, I don't always get, you know, I don't do this all the time, once in a while. No. When was the last time you saw me pull over and give somebody money other than yesterday or the day before? It's been a while. Yeah, I don't do it every time I pass somebody. But you. But also, how do you know when you're moved to do it? I just feel like there's a responsibility. I would, I would like to tell you that God just lays something on me and says, "Hey, man, turn around and go do this." And then as I'm turning around, He'll even tell me like He'll give me an indication. God will just put it in my head like, you know, five bucks, sometimes twenty bucks. This one thing with this girl and these two guys. Could it have been a scam? Maybe, but they were very disorganized in their conversation. If this was a scam, they hadn't rehearsed it very well. Okay. So whatever. But I'm like, all right. I gave. But we a, laughed. I gave him a hundred bucks. Right. And, and we, then you you started to get on me twelve years ago. Not not with the violin girl, but twelve years ago, you're like, you know, I can't believe you just did that. How do you know? And I I remember I told you that, and I remember how how did I say it? I said something like, you said you said like. It doesn't matter once we do, once we give the money, right? whether it's not our responsibility, what they do with it that's after, right. okay. if it's good or bad. That's that's right. It's I told you that now it's coming back. That's right. I said, once God tells us to do something or indicates or gives me a feeling or something and I do something, I can't follow around and go, now you're not going to spend that money on drugs, are you there, fella? <laughs> you're not going to spend that on wine, are you, buddy? It's not my job to even worry about what happens. If I feel the 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 need to do this, I do it and I've done my part. Okay. That's it. It's over. And if, so you don't feel anything? I mean, you nope. feel like... Okay I feel like I, yeah, because I did the part I was supposed to do. Let's just say with that violin girl, she was playing in a parking lot. She wasn't just sitting there with her hat out, right, and a sign, right. She actually was playing, going, "I'm trying to do something. Can you give me some money?" So I gave her twenty bucks, and I didn't ask for a story. I didn't ask what they were doing, where it was going. I I felt like that's when I turned around. I felt like yeah, I got to go do this, and twenty bucks, and I did it, and I moved on. And it's like, okay, whatever God felt like he was designing me to do, my part's done. I did that part. Now what happens with that money, where they spend that money, that's that's, that's the on them. That's on them, and that's on God's next part of whatever he's got going on. I don't okay. know. I'm not part of it. I have no idea. 
I just had that one roll. I feel like it at some time. So sometimes I do. The part that bugs me, and I'm not, I'm not lumping you in with these type of people. You're, you're genuinely questioning it because it's us. Mm-hmm. But I know so many people that just say, well, I'm not giving them money. They're just going to buy drugs. They're just going to buy alcohol. They're just going to go do. You know what? They, I know hundreds of people that now hide behind that. They never donate. They never give from their heart. They never do anything. They just kind of, they kind of holster up their pants a little bit by their belt and go, I'm not doing that. I can't have my money. They're going to spend it on something I wouldn't approve of. Therefore, they get nothing ever. And they, they use that as justification of not giving of money. not giving ever. Yeah. There's even, and these same people will say, um, what was it? Oh, make a wish. I'm not given to make a wish. Do you know what they do with their money? Part of it's evil, part of it's terrible, part of it's horrible. I'm not giving to them. And they do that with every organization. Right. They're and judging you, them. You can find fault just like yeah. you can find fault in a politician if someone says, "Oh, you know, I might vote for for DeSantis." Well, did you know there's three things that he did wrong and I'd never vote for a man who does that? You can find fault with any person. True. And now you don't have to vote for him because you found some fault. You don't have to give money to an organization because you found some fault. You don't have to donate money to a homeless person because you you projected there might be fault in how they spend their money. That part pisses me off when they apply it to giving and donating because there are kids, there are, and sometimes there are families that need it, but there's sometimes you and I have given groceries. Yes, we have. It was, sometimes we've also given food. If there's a guy sitting outside with his dog, we've, we've gone through uh, a line at, at McDonald's and said, give me a Coke and six waters and a, and a couple hamburgers so the dog and the homeless guy could eat. Yes. It's not always money. Right, we've but done the, that. But these same people won't donate anything they won't give a bag of clothes like you will you take a bag of clothes and take it down to the church or the mission yeah. or the mission they won't do that well you don't know what they're doing with that stuff they're just going to sell it's not my it for... job to know that that's the message i'm trying to convey to you and at least my family i'm not trying to preach it to the world but i'm trying to tell you and the kids once something is laid on your heart to do it go do it and then don't think about it. Don't think what a wonderful person you are and don't think where the money could be going. Don't just stop. If it's laid on your heart, just handle it and move on. You did your part. That was what you were supposed to do. Then that's it in I'm any sure. situation. But you you do you did question yesterday, just like you always do. But I mean, you, you get it, right? You understand? Yeah, it was just, it brought up to that one incident where I just didn't feel good about that one thing. You, but yesterday felt good after we did you it. You bring like, up that, that gas station one quite often. That yeah, must have really stuck with you. It did, because that was not a very good situation to be in. I felt like we have should I, have been out I of know, there. But have I ever had us in a situation that I couldn't get us out of ever? No. Okay. Give me a, just a little bit of credit. I, I can know. handle stuff. I know. If it's bad enough to where I'm saying we shouldn't be here, you better close your eyes and hold on. I know. You told me not to question. If you tell me something, I'm supposed to just, just, go just with do it. it. That's right. If you say get down, I get down. Well, I, do you know the story I told the kids? All the, It's so funny what kids remember. Um, but all the kids growing up, they get to be about seven years old depending on how much they're grasping things. And I set them all down individually. I say, I want to tell you a story about, I was in the Amazon jungle, little tribal village. And um, 
this father used to tell his son, and his son, <laughs> his son was about your age. His son was just about your of age. Of course. And the, and the father would tell the son, it's important you obey me no matter what, as quickly as possible. Don't question me. Uh-huh. Don't ask me why. Don't stand up and be defiant. And you want to know the reasons for what, just do what I tell you quickly. Right. And one day this boy was walking down a path and there was this big snake coming out of this branch of a tree. Mm-hmm. And he was going to bite the kid and snatch him up, coil him up. And the father yelled to the son, called out his name, and said, drop to the ground right now. And the kid dropped, just instinctively did what his dad said, dropped to the ground. And the snake missed the bite and hit the ground and slithered away. And the boy was scared. The boy was shaken. But the boy lived. And the father said, do you see? You did exactly what I said when I said without questioning and you're still alive. Mm-hmm. Every one of our kids from that point on <laughs> has always been waiting for me to yell, drop! <laughs> but it's, it's, the stories scared each child, but given them the importance of do what I say quickly, efficiently, and get to, don't question it. Right. And even in their teenage years when they were always questioning stuff, they've known if we were ever in a situation where I said, I want you to go over to the car door, get in, shut the door, and lock it. They don't say why. They know the tone in my voice. If there's something I'm saying like that, they automatically, their brain goes back yeah. to that snake story and they just obey quickly. Every kid, I haven't had one kid in a situation where I needed them to move quickly ever said, what for? <laughs> Why am I doing this? <laughs> and they're gone. Yeah, you're dead, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. So. Oh my gosh. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Parenting 101, you're doing it right. <laughs> yeah. Also, it was, remember we used to have the code word. Yeah, we did. We, we should do that parenting advice about we, the code we, word. Well, it, I'm trying to think what it was. I know what it was. I know what it is right now. We have, we told our kids, no matter where we are, if you're in Disneyland or if you're at a hotel and someone were to come up to you and say, hey, uh, your parents are waiting for you out in the parking lot. There was an emergency. You know, your mom got hit by a car or your dad had a heart attack. And let's say they know our first names. Yes. Let's say they figure out our first and last names. Say, well, you're the son or daughter of this person, aren't you? And I told all of the kids, they'll right. trick you. They'll trick you. They'll, they'll get as much information They'll know as our names. Yeah. They'll know stuff about, they can tell you the color of our car. Your parents are waiting for you right out there by the, by the gray Yukon. Don't your parents have a gray Yukon? Yeah, they are. Well, come with us right now. And you're gone. Yep. I said, I will never send anybody Correct. to pick you up and take you away or guide you someplace without the secret code word. And don't let them trick you into the code word. If you say, what's the code word? They may look at you and go, you first. Uh-huh. You tell me the code word. I said, don't ever say the code word. They always have to say it. If they're trying to trick you into saying it, run. And it worked our whole lives. You never had a kid. What was the word? I'm trying to remember. You can't remember the secret word. But I wanted to talk about the foster child that we do you, had. Do you know? I'm trying to remember. Someone, it's been co- so someone years. can steal you now. I know, but someone it's been can so come long. take you away because you don't know the code word. I want to say it was Pakawima or Pakawate. Oh, she was close. <laughs> I was so close, Pakawate. She's the That's story. Right. The story she wants to tell you is we had a foster child who was four, She's little. five at the time. And we paired them off with the bigger kids, hold their hands. We were at Disneyland. We got off the ride Pirates of the Caribbean and this little girl got lost. Yeah. She got away from our group. 
And what we had told all of the kids, I sit them down. As we get into Disneyland, we had a bunch of little kids. I said, all right, everybody remember the code word. Nobody comes and gets you without the code word. Make right. them say the code word first. Right. Also, from almost anywhere in the park, you can see that castle. You get to that. If you get lost, you go to that castle and you sit there and I will find you. Right. If you can see the castle, you walk right there and I'll find you at the castle. She was four, yes. maybe five, five years old. I think she was like five. Yeah. And uh, she got lost. And within two minutes of we of us noticing she got lost, uh -huh. I went to security. And, and they locked Disneyland. They, they, I was so impressed. They said, listen, uh, hang on one sec. The guy got on his radio. Yes. He goes. I'm panicking. He goes, you're freaking out. The, the guy goes, your daughter's going to be fine. I said, what do you mean? He goes, how long ago was the last time you saw her? And I go, two and a half, three minutes. He goes, they couldn't get out of the park that fast. And I said, but how are you going to stop me? He goes, as soon as I give this code, yeah. the entire park locks down and you guys just I was impressed it. by they the said, security team. They said, there is no, we will not lose a child. Not going to happen. And not on my watch. Not on my watch. That's what he said. <laughs> yeah. And he goes, uh, we just have you, have you said, have you taken any pictures today? I said, yeah, let me see a picture. And they, I knew what she was wearing too. But the shoes, remember the shoes? Yes. The security guy goes, well, I need to see the daughter and her shoes. And I said, okay, here's a picture. And we, we zoomed it in and it was her shoes. And I said, why? He goes, because someone who comes to the park intentionally trying to steal a child, right? They will bring a jacket. Right, a hat. A hat, and they will change the way that child looks immediately. Mm -hmm. So you're not wearing a yellow shirt anymore. Now this person's wearing a black sweater. Right. But they never change their shoes, ever. Right. So if I have a good look at those shoes and I send it to every team, every person, even, even uh, service exits, they're not going to let a child out, period. But they're certainly not going to let them out if they got those shoes on. Right, and they... Found her quickly. They fa so from, from within two minutes of me realizing she was gone, uh -huh. we had alerted security. Right. Within 30 seconds of that, they locked down the entire park and totally gave you reassurance. Don't yes. worry. No problem. And two minutes after that, we got a call. They said, we found her. She's over here. And she was pretty far away. She was. She got, she was <laughs> She was trucking. <laughs> and they said, so she says, when we found her, we got to her and you were, of course, crying and hugging on her. And the security guard says, I found her. Once you guys got the picture, I found her walking. And I said, where are you going? And she says, my dad told me <laughs> to go to that castle if I got lost. Yes. I got lost. So I'm going to that. Not even crying. She wasn't even upset. She was just matter of fact going, I'm walking there because my dad said so. And the security guy says, I had to convince her to stay put. Yeah, but didn't you were coming. And he, she goes, no. I got to go, go there. But you also told the security guard our password. I did. You did told her. Yep. I said, you can say that word to her and she will listen the guy because she was not going to stay in that spot. Right. My she dad, said, my daddy said to go here. So right. she was going, she was marching there. Yes. But when the security guard said, your dad told me to use the word Pakawate and please let's wait right here. He's coming right now. Right. And then she heard the word. She stayed and we were there. So the whole thing lasted six or seven minutes, but it was a pretty long six or seven minutes. Oh when my you God, lose that child. was the worst feeling. So if anybody out there has ever lost a child, I can totally relate. It's the worst feeling in the world. But maybe passing this along when yes. you have eight children and you, you can lose them from time yeah. to time. It when doesn't there's matter eight. if it's two or eight we or whatever. We had a secret password and we told yes. them where to go. Never leave the park. Never walk away, never right. go with a stranger. You go here. 
have a meeting spot. There's a, there's a meeting spot if you get lost and a secret word that only you listen to. You don't tell anybody that word. Right. You wait to hear it. And it, and and it, it worked. worked. It absolutely now, worked. We don't, I, I'd li- I'm glad to say we didn't have to use that a lot. <laughs> Those situations didn't come up often. But the one time it did, boy, we, we needed it and it worked like it was supposed to. So I forgot about that. <sighs> No, I, I haven't forgotten that. about that. <laughs> well, I always think of that. It's that's a scary, scary situation. I don't well, like those at all. Are we done here? I don't know how much time has gone by. It feels like know. it's been okay. How long? There you go. How long do you think has gone by? If you don't cheat, how just long? Just over an hour. God damn, you're good at that. Yeah, it's an hour and six minutes. Wow. I mean, you're very good at that. I haven't tricked you once on that yet. Yeah, so. I've sat here for an hour with you. <laughs> and see, time flies by. Time flies Has by. Has it? As it should. Really? Yeah. Mm. Uh, just look at the wonderful life I've provided you and how, how fast all these last 20-some years have gone by. Just in the blink of an eye. <sighs> Pure bliss. <laughs> Almost out of the punishment. <laughs> Being punished. Oh, Oh, yeah. my gosh. Well, well it's anyway. always a delight to sit and just chat and reminisce and spread I'll, our parenting wisdom. I bet Is it? Th- Yes, it's total wisdom. I still wonder who put us in charge of all these kids. <laughs> oh, we got away with that. There's no way you and I, with the way we grew up in L.A. and the, oh, the, the, the mentality that you and I have, no one should have ever given us permission to raise children. No, for years our parents shook our head and went, holy crap, what are they doing? Yeah, it's like, are you sure that God knows you guys are raising? I said, I know, I talked to God. He's totally cool with it. Honest, everything's fine. Oh, they shook our heads all the time and then we proved them wrong. We yeah. could do it. We're still out of the last eight we've raised. We're seven out of eight on the good side. Yeah, still, we're, the we're, odds are still the good Gen for us. The kid's still out right now. No, yeah, we're okay though. We're, we're you know, it's. Not I think bad. the odds are good that he's gonna. We didn't lose any permanently. We we kept them all. <laughs> That's good. That's true. And they're not turning out to be too bad. We're doing all right. No, yeah, uh, I agree. Statistically, we're still okay. High five. That's right. So <laughs> before right. we go, I got to call you out on something, and then we can get out of here. Uh oh. You, and you can't blame me because the last time we talked about this, we argued about it, and I believe we clearly put the ball back in your court. The ball what? Loud Trouble LLC, the sponsor of this program, sent the money. They've paid their sponsorship. Oh, yeah, the invoice. Did you get them the invoice? Did you no. get them the receipt that they've even paid it? No. So that dude paid the money and has no record that he even paid you. No, technically no. Wow. But I do, I mean, <laughs> I have record that he paid. I just haven't given him no, a receipt. He, yeah, would he, he, that could be important for that guy. You know, I would like a receipt. Ah, he doesn't need it till next year for till taxes. Till taxes. Oh, God. <laughs> How did I know you were going to go down that road? He can hang out. <laughs> he can just sit there for a little bit. No, I run past it all the time and I go, God, I really, really need to do that. But And then the moment passes and you're over it. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'll catch up with them later. Oh my god! You know, one day you're gonna—they are—they are professional movers, like big shit, right? They can yeah. move like stadium events, like uh, well, I don't mo- have a stadium to move. Monster so. <laughs> truck stuff. No, what I'm saying is, if they can move monster truck stadium event styles or SEMA, they can move the whole SEMA show into Las Vegas. They can come by and 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 r- take everything out of your house and probably your house too in an afternoon. You can come home and nothing will be here but a patch of ground and a note that says we'd like our invoices, please. He would never do that. I'm just saying they have the ability to do that. I'm sure they have the ability, but would he do it? <laughs> I don't no. know. You just do your job and let's not worry about what Whoa. he would do. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. Gonna- Shut the front door. 
before. I'm going to call this guy and go, it's not my fault. Please don't take my shit. If you're going to get mad, take her shit. Leave mine. Sh- <laughs> shut the front door. It's All not right. even the last day of the month yet. It's been four months. What are you talking about? You're four months behind. Not true. Oh, my God. What? Yes. January, February, March, April. Yeah, four months. No. You have not given him a receipt for, for January. Yes, we did. You're full of shit. You're lying out your ass right now. No, my ass is fine. <laughs> well, I don't disagree with that. Okay, okay well, let me rephrase that. Another one. You're lying out your fine ass right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm out of here. I have got to go do some things around we here. We got stuff. We do. You got your animals taken care of, but you got you, we got a lot to do. All right, say goodbye. Yeah. Goodbye, everyone. Thanks for hanging out with us. And that was it. Like that, whoa, she's gone. Thank you, guys. We ran a little bit long again. I don't know why we keep going over an hour. We used to keep these things right about 45 minutes. But if, you, if you're still listening, that means you didn't hang up. So, uh, hey, if you had an hour to waste... Why not waste it with a Gen X Talks podcast? There's worse things you could be doing with your day. Wherever you're listening from around this planet, we love you guys. We miss you guys. We'll see you in a week. But listen on AM, FM, Sirius XM, sometimes on the Armed Service Radio Network. But wherever you are, there you be. That's all I got to tell you. And I'll catch you guys on the flip side.